Welcome into Lads Podcast. Today is Friday, August 5th, and we have a now a recurring guest. Yeah, a recurring guest, Sam's Army. Uh, he is the number one soccer pod when you want to know anything about Mario Cardi. I need to get an update <laughs> about that. Uh, anything that comes to U.S. men's national team and teabagging the Mexican uh, football club uh, and everything you need to know about Spurs and Premier League. So, Sam, thank you again for coming on the show. It is great to see you. And uh, my first question is, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Better be better to be back on the uh, on the program. That's, uh, I appreciate the uh, the recurring uh, invitation. Yeah, no, we love to have you. I know uh, a ton of our friends in the Discord. I was telling people in our community, like, oh, we're getting Sam back on the pod. They were super excited to, you know, have you on here. So this is really cool, man. And um, I actually, my first question is actually a Chicago-based question. Um, so a lot of times we'll post on Twitter or Instagram. People will be like, start, bench, or transfer. And usually it's like Aguero, Henri, Drogba. Who are you picking? So I want a Chicago-based one. So here you go. So start, bench, transfer. Michael Jordan, uh, Kanye, Bill Murray. Oh, wow. That's tough. Uh, I got, I mean, I got to start with Jordan. Jordan, start Jordan. Uh, I got to. I know it gets hard. After, I thought Jordan <laughs> was like the obvious starter. But after that, it's a little tricky, man. I think I'm trading Kanye and I'm benching Eddie or Bill Murray. You, you benching is like sort of. In the Mary Fuck Kill, right? Benching right. is sort of the you're not killing them, but you're oh geez, I'm trying to do the parallels here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you do like a soccer equivalent, I would do like start Henri, bench like Drogba, and then transfer Aguero because Drogba can come off the bench for like that clutch moment. I feel like Bill Murray, he sneaks into like your Chicago bars and like Lincoln Park or whatever, comes in for like a wedding, like bachelor bachelor party thing. You know? Super sub. He's a super sub. Absolutely. Yeah. Kanye, Kanye, listen, Kanye's off the reservation. He's got to go. That boy crazy. <laughs> I so, mean, yeah. he was great early in his career. Now we don't know what's going on. It's just kind of falling off the wagon. So, okay, He's cool. Just now. Yep. Yep. I think we got it. I think we I think we nailed that. Okay, good. Um, all right, man. Well, uh, I'm really, really fucking excited for this Premier League season. And even as an Arsenal fan, like I know we do the whole preseason <laughs> invincibles. We look great in the preseason, and then we're gonna play Crystal Palace today and probably lose because that's a hostile environment, whatever. But I don't know, man. I feel like there's a little bit more juice to this season. Each team has gotten a bit better. There's a lot of new, like Eric Ten Hag is coming to the Premier League. David Moyes has been building something really cool in West Ham. Arteta and the lads, what are they like? There's some nice like uh, chemistry there. And then most importantly, like since we have you on the show, Antonio Conte finished the season phenomenally last season. And Dan Levy has finally been like, hey, cut some checks. Here we go. So I'll start there. Uh, I have Spurs finishing third in the table. Um, I want to do some Spurs talk. Let me let me let me know how you're feeling. Yeah, well, interesting that uh, you, an Arsenal fan, just admitted that you have Spurs finishing third. Because for me, you know, it, it's really a, a three-team toss-up for that third spot, right? I think that everybody sort of has, you know, City and Liverpool up top, probably in that order, and then then it then it gets a little dicey, right? And then it's it's all about these London teams: Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea. I've got United, or I've got United out of that. Right in the big six, like they, if there's a team in the big six that could get sort of you know knocked out by somebody, it's it's United for me. They're, they're just a mess. We get to that at some point if you really want to, but it's really about that third and fourth spot. And I have you, I have uh, Tottenham third as well. Uh, I have Arsenal fourth, and I have oh, Chelsea yeah. fifth. So I mean, you're talking about teams that like have done well in the transfer window. There's a big divide here in, the, in these three London teams, right? Like Tottenham's business has been probably the best for me of the three arsenal is up there close though like i love this Zinchenko move i think gabby Jesus is a good move um i i just think that arsenal one thing people don't remember or they don't think about when you sort of get excited about the transfer window and all these new and shiny pieces coming in arsenal has this young core that is only getting better you know and so you got another year of experience there arsenal is a team to watch out for chelsea on the other hand for me 
you know, they first of all, everybody they try to sign ends up at Barca. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, that's you know. also something we can dive into later because I don't. <laughs> I, I brought in a friend uh, who was like a soccer physio, and he's been like, he's a Barcelona and Arsenal fan, and he was trying to break it down to me, like, how is this legal? Like, are they a pyramid scheme? Oh is it a is there a laundering? I don't know what's going on at Barcelona, but yeah, Chelsea being essentially just every transfer they want getting stolen from them. But go on. Yeah, just a wild transfer window for Chelsea. I'm sure it's just extra galling for them because they're used to like, you know, them buying everybody in Spurs and Arsenal kind of looking at them being like, oh, that looks nice. Whereas this time around, sort of the shoe is on the other foot. But to get back to Tottenham, I really just I love the the business they've done. We had a, a bunch of holes in the squad. And I think guys like Perisic and uh, Suma and Linglet, like they fill these holes like will they be the guys like is Perisic too old I don't know is Linglet like actually gonna sort of be the the player we want him to be and and not the one that sort of was disappointing with Barca I don't know is there something hanging over you know Basuma outside the field like I don't know that there's like some question marks there right but like just from the players side you know we haven't even gotten into Richarlison or, or Spence but like there's just they brought in people that is you know, positions that they needed. And I, and then you got Conte, you know, it's just the expectations this season are, are, you know, really high. And that's the scary thing, right? I mean, like anytime Spurs come into a season with like low expectations, middling expectations, I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> that's my happy spot. Right? That's my happy place. That's how we right. always come in. But these seasons where um, like, including like, Poch's last season coming off that champions league, uh, you know, final, like we just tend to, we tend to not live up to it. So, so we'll see. Uh, but I really am excited. I really do think they've done great business and having a guy like Antonio Conte as your coach, you know, I mean, it's maybe that's a difference for us. He's been there. He's done that Spurs have been there, but we never done that. Uh, mm. So maybe he can, he can be that sort of extra little, to get us over that hump let's hope yeah i mean are you feeling more fond of him over pochettino or there's two different managers very different no no in <laughs> fact i, I like I've, I've warmed up the content because like at first i was like i just want posh back i just want posh back and now posh is out there like he doesn't have a job necessarily but like you know I'm I'm cool with Conte. <laughs> I'm cool with Conte. I, but I can't really I can't compare them. Pochettino did so much for us for so long um and did so much with so little that he will always have a special place in my heart and I hope he does come back. I, I really do, but right now we're in sort of a we got tunnel vision. We're in we're in Conte focused. mode now. You got to yes. focus now. Yeah. Focus. So let's, like, get, let's win that second place trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean like I I want to win our Arsenal St. Tottenham's trophy one day, but right now I just, I have you guys ahead of us as well. Do you, do you get worried though about the Antonio Conte, like, like fires really, really bright and burns out clubs and like can really just agitate a locker room, a dressing room. So like, do you, do you have any of that? Or you're just like, no, no, no. We're using that momentum from the end of last season. We're just focusing on that. If that comes next season, whatever. But like right now, this is our best chance to win some silverware this year. I mean, it, it, I'd be lying if I if I didn't say it was in the back of my mind, right? We've already gone through the uh, the quintessential Jose Mourinho experience, uh, where he came in and never really burned bright, but he certainly burned some bridges on the way out. Um, and so the the fear is that Conte will do the same thing. Like we were not even going to get that burn brightly, you know, sort of element. Uh, he'll just come in and 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 won't quite achieve anything. And then he'll sort of do the do what he did um, going out the door at some other clubs. Yeah, that's a fear. <laughs> I'll be I, I'd be lying if I, Valid, if I was yeah. that wasn't out there, you know. But I, you know, I think the the ever optimistic, you know, um, trait that every Tottenham fan either has to have, either you know, survive with it, or you go find another sport or club or whatever. Um, I have to be optimistic, and I and I am. So I'm I'm just ignoring that. It's there though. There's that little sort of, you know, thing in the back of the head. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. This could, this could go badly. 
Oh, man, but I'm just so excited to see Son this season just pop the fuck off, man. He's just so good. And he just I feel like he's just going to be a shoe in for like a Golden Boot nominee or PFA player. Say, I don't know, man. And I'm talking very highly. It's it's taken a while for me to be as an Arsenal fan, come to grips with like appreciating, just respecting, I guess, more respecting a rival and being like, God, but it's like hard to hate Son, you know? I agree. There's 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 a few people out there that somehow have convinced themselves that he is, you know, a dislikable player. Shout out Mikey Fowler. I don't know how he did it, but he, he's managed to find some way to dislike some. I don't know how you could. The guy is, just seems like a just an upbeat, positive, you know, just human being. Right. Um, and then, obviously an incredible soccer player as well. So, yeah, I, I don't know how anybody could dislike him. I think there's there was that play, the red card. Oh um, yeah, yeah, Everton. Yeah. Some, some, maybe some Everton fans have found a way to, to. But you can uh, find any him. clip on, like you can just like chop up anything, man, and then eventually, <laughs> like, oh, Harry Kane, he backs up into players. He's so dirty every time, and it's like I can make the same compilation of like. Now, to be fair, that is kind of dirty. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is <laughs> kind of that is kind of <laughs> fucked. Okay, um, let's move on from Spurs. We can always circle back to them, but uh, who do you have winning the Premier League? This season, I currently have Liverpool, and some people Ooh. are like, that, that, That's a crazy take. Look at it should, you, crazy it, boy. It, it should be Man City, they are the favorites, so go for the three P, whatever. I don't know, man. I feel like Liverpool's pissed off. They lost that Champions League final to a Real Madrid squad, which on paper they probably should have won. Yeah. They're coming in with Darwin Nunez, a player that Klopp's never really had besides Andy Carroll, but that doesn't count. And I don't know, man. I feel like it's almost like a last dance kind of feel for Liverpool to, to solidify them as an all-time Premier League great. You got to get at least two titles. You know, I feel like you need more than that. Just one. And this whole like 95 points, 98 points, just one point below City. I feel like they really want to go for it. And again, like with City and Liverpool, it's 1A, 1B, man. And I'm kind of flipping a coin. And I picked Liverpool last year and got fucking shit on my face for that. But hey. <laughs> I'm going with them again. I'm doubling down. I'm Stephen A. Picking the wrong finals winner again. Um, so who do you have? Well, I respect your your willingness to, you know, stick with it. <laughs> I actually picked Liverpool as well last year. Um, and I just can't do it again. I, I, I just don't <laughs> think I don't think that they've gotten better over the summer. I don't know about Nunez. You know, obviously he's sort of a wild card at this point, but losing Mane is huge. It's very big for them. I just don't know if they've gotten better or enough better and city absolutely have, you know, bringing in Allen, bringing in uh, Kelvin Phillips, uh, who knows Alvarez, the guy that nobody even sort of remembers they brought in, they brought in the stud from South America. So yeah, I, I think I just have city. They're just too good. Like I want to pick somebody else. I want to go with Liverpool. I want to say, you know, Spurs can be this dark horse. You never know. <laughs> I just can't. Like if I'm going to try and take some sort of wacky off the wall, ridiculous prediction that I don't even want to say, I don't want to put it in the universe. Cause once I do, it'll obviously uh, fall flat. Like I could see Tottenham catching Liverpool. I, I, I could, I think you and I are a little different on it. I just, I'm not, I'm not convinced by by what what's going on quite as much with Liverpool. I do think they're a better team than than Tottenham, more complete team mm-hmm. uh, than Tottenham. But you know, I just you know I could see somehow, some way, an injury or two. Uh, they've been through that obviously before. Um, I mean, yeah, it was it way, two seasons you know? ago with the center back, like thirty eight yeah. different pairings? Exactly. Um, Jordan Henderson playing center back for half the season, right? And do you so do you think their biggest issue is like depth? Like, do you think that's where it is? Like in the midfield? or just all over the place. I mean, at the back, I mean, as we have seen before, Trent can be kind of a liability on defense and Virgil van Dyke kind of like cleans up those mistakes a lot of the time. Cause he's just so good. I just think his ability to like be where he's supposed to be like it's, it's incredible. And his recovery speed too. And his size. I mean, he's just the perfect, if you could sort of construct a center back, like out of clay, you would basically just make Van Dyke. <laughs> I mean, he's got literally everything you need, uh, including, you know, potential to score goals here and there as well. You yeah, I put, him, I put him, him, see him take a free kick. <laughs> yeah. Guy. I mean, like I put him in my fantasy just because I was like, Oh, we'll get some headers. 
Like he'll get some balls in the box. Yeah. So I, I mean, so do you just think the major issue is that the Liverpool, it won't be that Liverpool aren't as good as city city just has more depth and just now they actually have a striker to play with. Like they two have strikers. To play yeah. With. Yeah, exactly. I just think that they're they're They have more depth and you know, just, I don't know. City just I, something about them, their aura this year scares me that maybe, maybe they'll fall flat, you know, bringing in new players, Will Holland fit the system? Will Holland get hurt? I mean, there's obviously some some question marks there, but man, just looking at their squad, they are so good. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's kind of gross. And like Arsenal has now just been hijacking their just B level players. Yeah, and just, exactly. And Arteta's like, all right. And just- yet, and yet, I'm kind of impressed with it. You know, I like the Zinchenko's and the Jesus of the world. I think it was good business. You know, you guys are taking so you can talk. Sh- shit about it and basically say you're taking you know city's cast offs but man those cast offs are pretty some, some damn, pretty good pretty, pretty damn good, good sides yeah um i don't <laughs> know man and then the year before like we're bringing in ramsdale white and uh i mean i think odegaard is the most important i mean the fact that we are able to keep on to him um here what is the arsenal talk here we'll just transition this like i got to go down to baltimore two weeks ago to watch them beat the snot out of everton that was a lot of fun got to see <laughs> gabriel jesus score a goal that was kind of cool. Pretty sick. Um, yeah, man. I just feel as though with I think we've spent 300 million in the past two summer transfer windows combined. A lot of players. I mean, in terms of last dance, this is Arteta. Like, come on, like you spent the money, you got the players you wanted, you got this nice young. I don't know if we're still the youngest squad in the Premier League now, but definitely in the bottom, like youngest squads. Um, yeah, I feel like they can really just solidify that fourth spot this year. Good. I think they could. Uh, Larry was arguing with with me about it vehemently, and he thinks you know Chelsea. You know we're all underestimating Chelsea, and maybe that's true. You know maybe it's just like they haven't had the the transfer window that we're used to from them. Um, but you know they did get Koulibaly, they did get Raheem Sterling. Those are two pretty pretty damn good pieces. Um, but yeah, I still I do think Arsenal. I just I think people forget about that core. You know, the Smith Rowe, the Martinelli, the Saka, Odegaard. Uh, these are, that's just a, that's a good young core that if they can stay healthy, they've played together for years now. They, they understand each other. I, I think Arsenal's a good team. I really do. I, I got them at the fourth. Yeah, I just think they're just so fun. Like when they're on, I just feel like even if you're not an Arsenal fan, you kind of want to pop them on because at least they're interesting. And that's why I want to transition to Chelsea now because Chelsea were so fucking boring last year, man. And I know it's the Tuchel system. I know there was the crazy Abramovich like (laughs) issues with Ukraine, Russia, the new ownership, the American, the Lukaku stuff, which I don't think we spend enough time on our pod talking about. But that was a whole super in terms of drama like that was insane so but i don't know man like i think you're completely correct raheem sterling i actually kind of rate raz quite well but now everyone's saying oh he's not going to be given as much chances and all those misses are not going to be you know there's gonna be more misses now whatever i don't know um but yeah i still really write uh rate tuchel i think he's a good manager and if you look around and like look at this team on paper pretty pretty solid yeah listen first of all I get the two goal or he's, he's a great manager, right? I mean, he's already proven that, but we also know that he's a terrorist and he hates America. So let's not, let's not uh, gloss over that. Let's not sports wash <laughs> the fact that uh, the Tommy, the terrorist is at, at the, uh, at the helm here. Something about the team, just the vibes are off this year. We talked about it on, on Sam's army as well. Uh, again, Larry was not happy with this discussion at all, but I just, you know, the, their core, as opposed to Arsenal's core, is getting more experienced and older um, in a good way. I feel like Chelsea's core may be on the other side of that. You know, guys like Kovacic, Conte, um, that's Jorginho, um, obviously Silva. There's, you know, they, they've got some guys that, that got a little wear and tear on the tires at this point. Obviously, their defense is just amazing, right? I mean, like, even with Silva being up there, they got Koulibaly, uh, Chilwell, Reese, James, uh, you know, they've got, <laughs> they, they, I think they may be bringing Cucciarella, maybe not. I don't know. It depends on who you talk to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't, if I can't trust Fabrizio Romano, I can't trust my girlfriend, you know, like what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> I'm per- it, if I'm just guessing, it, it sounds like, you know, Brighton want to be able to unveil the guy that they're trying to sell at the same time as announcing the sale of, of Cucciarella. But so say they bring in Cucciarella. I mean, like their defense is 
stacked. They're not going to give up and Mendy, obviously, uh, behind that. Like they're they might not give up a goal all season, but like, are they going to score any goals? Especially with Tuchel not playing uh the baby Jesus. Yes, you bring it in Sterling, and that's important, but like Werner, Havertz, like there's a lot. They 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 miss the goal, you know, just on the regular. Um, and now we have Raheem Timo. Sterling, who's also that walking meme of like, right. yeah. I, so he's gotten better. He's somehow gotten a little bit better about that. But you know, it's still he misses some uh, some sitters there. Now is now. there any redemption for Kai or Werner this year? Like, I want to root for these young guys, man. I'm trying really hard, but they're not giving me a lot to work with. Yeah, I don't even think it's fair to throw Havertz in with Werner. I mean, Werner has been a boss. But Havertz is, you know, Havertz has got some production there. Um, it just Mount. seems like it just seems like Werner needs to go. Like it just it, it, the pipe is off. Maybe, you're right. You're right. Right. It's just like the, the the fan base has turned on him. I'm not sure where his head is at. It, it, it seems like one of those situations where he could go back to Red Bull and probably kill it, you know, in Germany again. And he should do that. It just it just feels like something's not right there. So. I would say that'd be the best move for them. And Havertz, you know, I guess it's sort of be their nine for now. But yeah, the Lukaku situation is wild. They brought in him for however many hundreds of billions and trillions of dollars, and he scored like three goals all season and just went back to Inter. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, I, you know what? I, this is another bad call. I picked him as my golden boot winner last year on the on this preview pod. Like, I don't I, even think that's a bad call at the time. He was coming off nice. that season with Inter. You don't have to be nice to me, Sam. It. That's it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, you're the host here. I, I got all, right, all right. But yeah, I mean, and also I really like Mason Mount. Is he like a yeah. B player? He got like 10 goals, 10 assists last year. And like, I think his production is really good. I'm really excited to see him. But like, I, I don't know. He's not being given a lot to work with up top. So I think Lenadowski would have been massive for them. I think they probably are beating themselves that they didn't get like Gabriel Jesus, honestly. Like, I think they're really beating themselves without getting a striker. It'd be, you know, what would really be incredible is if uh, they get a bomb in. That would just be <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just amazing. I mean, like you talked about it, you talked teased earlier about this weird relationship between Barca and, and Chelsea. And it, I just saw, you know, reports again, I don't really pay attention to these sort of reports, but like, you know, there's talk of Chelsea being offered basically everybody that, that Barcelona's trying to get rid of Aubameyang, uh, Depay, Frankie De Jong, like anybody that poor Francis. <laughs> That's a whole different situation, by the way. Um, but yeah, it's just a weird, a weird situation. I, I think the vibes are off with Chelsea. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just a feeling. I got him fifth. I got him fifth. Yeah, it's like you feel like the killers in the house. Like they're calling from inside the house. You, something's not right. It's eerie. Some, some yeah. I think it was Mikey. He took his off the wall prediction was that Tuchel will be fired by the end of the World Cup. And it's, wow. It's, you know, it's one of those things where if it goes south, it could go south. You know, I mean, it, it could go south quickly. Yeah, I haven't even like done the whole like manager like merry-go-round yet. Yeah. Like thought like, oh, who's going to be fired first? Oh, who's managing Bournemouth? Probably that guy. I don't know. You know, I haven't really gone through it too much, yeah. but that's actually a pretty good shout. And if you want, we can do a little World Cup, you know, preview because this is the first time where we're not doing like we should have been finished by now with it or like. When it, if it actually right. happened during, done, yeah, right. during the normal time. 22 World Cup champion at this point. We, the United States, should be lifting it already. But, uh, <laughs> oh, well, just one more question about uh, Chelsea real quick. Obviously, you started off by talking about Chelsea, talking about uh, Tuchel being an American terrorist and like yep. hating Christian Pulisic. Uh, yep. What is his move? Does he stay with Chelsea and try to fight for a starting spot? Would you prefer him to have gone, you know, maybe teamed up with Jesse March, get a real American, get him and Aronson together at Leeds? Like, what are we, what are we talking, man? Sam, and talk to Tyler me. Tyler Adams, that would have been... And right, that would have just sort of been overkill. I feel like we <laughs> we would like would have had to make Leeds our favorite team. Like I don't even know if we could have. I drop Arsenal. Arsenal and and Tottenham fans at this point. If we if they had all three of those, you know, I know sort of a lot of people wanted Pulisic to move on, and and maybe that was the right move. But just sort of knowing like what a competitor is like, and yeah, I'm sure he wants any. He, he's been there for a few years. I'm sure he wants to just stay there, fight for his job and, and get the, the playing time that he thinks he deserves. And I totally respect that. Like I, I can totally be on board with that. Like moving right now, just months before the world cup, 
you know that adds a layer of complexity and complication that you know you, you you'd like to avoid before a world cup so i'm totally torn on this one like i, I could have seen if you could have found the perfect situation to move on you know i i, I could see that being a good thing but like I also understand sort of wanting to not rock the boat now, stay where you're comfortable, fight for your fight for your job. If he believes in himself, and I'm sure he does. I mean, the, the guy's been, you know, sort of overachieving, uh, you know, ever since he was six in Hershey, Pennsylvania, right? So, like, he's been beating people out and, and winning spots that maybe other people didn't think he was going to uh, win. He's been doing that all his entire life. So that's his mindset, I'm sure. And um, hopefully he can do that again. Hopefully he can get some, you know, some some good playing time with Chelsea this season. Obviously, you know, don't love the Sterling move from a purely American no. um, standpoint. But you know, Pulisic, I just would never count him out. So so he, I'm I'm just rooting for him. Obviously, go Pulisic and uh, boo Chelsea. It's always that <laughs> weird dynamic. We do dynam- again. Now this time it's going to be Arsenal. Like go Arsenal, but. You know, hopefully Arsenal, you know, dies relegated, whatever. But Matt Turner, hopefully nothing but clean sheets for Matt Turner. Oh, right. Yeah. I hope we get him in like a few of the cup games and stuff like that. And Ramsdale with his crazy dives and what whatever he's doing, he's bound to like pull pull (laughs) something here or there. So, um, yeah, man, I love Christian. I really want him to succeed. And well, we'll just see. I think the the Raz thing really just throws a real monkey wrench into that. But um. The club that we've kind of just kind of danced around. We haven't really spent too much talking about. And it was one of the reasons we kind of postponed this because we were waiting to see something might happen with one of the goats, the alleged uh, go. Uh, you say Messi, Ronaldo, whatever. Manchester United. Yeah. Um, How are we feeling? I feel like the vibes are also off at this club. Right. You're talking about the goat being Ronnie, but really it's it's messy. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking messy here because United, yes. it's, it's just an absolute mess. Um, the the dynamic between Ten Hag and Ronaldo is clearly just not a good one. You know, if you saw the, I mean, first of all, everybody knows that he left the game early the other day and friendly. Like, you can't do that. What what are you doing, man? Um, that's like sending a message, right? That that's like being like, I don't want Disre- to be here disrespectful. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. Just I, I don't I just this isn't this isn't my spot anymore. He's doing damage to his to his you know legacy with United through this stuff. I think. I would guess. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it stinks because I kind of like some of the business that United has done. You know, Christian Eriksen, obviously, I'll, I'll always love, uh, but he's a great player still. Uh, Malasia, Sandra Martinez is one of the most intriguing, I think, signings of the season. You know, if he can come in and solidify that, that back line next and basically sort of detoxify <laughs> the defense uh, alongside Harry Maguire. Like he seems like he could be a great compliment for either him or Veron, but at the same time, he's absolutely tiny. I mean, the guy is, he's a little guy. He's tiny, absolutely tiny. So how that works in the Premier League, I don't know, but I'm really intrigued to find out because he's clearly got like all sorts of ball skills and, you know, must be a real, he must be a tank uh, to be that small. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. So I'm really interested to see how that works out, but um, just in a, grander bigger picture for united like it's just a mess you know like it was toxic last season ten hog you can't expect him to come in and just completely clean house you know and have all the the dead wood all the bad actors all of everything uh the people that sort of just weren't working in the right direction you can't expect him to sort of turn everything around in one off season in one summer um obviously he's gotten rid of a lot of guys but the ronnie situation until that gets cleared up I don't see this club contending period. Mm. Like never mind the Frankie de Jong situation, which is another mess where like their number one target, the guy they've been going after since day one of this transfer window doesn't really want to play for them. <laughs> and you can't blame him. Yeah. He just wants to get paid and he wants to play in, in Barcelona. I mean, I, I, I can understand that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, I think it's going to take a season or two. You know, hopefully the the fans give Ten Hag the a little bit of flexibility. United fans, you know, aren't exactly known for that. Most Premier League fans aren't, but uh, that goes especially so for for United. I think you got to give them some time. You know, the, the the situation was the well was so poisoned 
that you can't just expect him to sort of turn that over in, in one off season. So I like some of the business, but the, the mess is there at the moment. I, I just, I have them sixth in the big six and perhaps somebody catching them. You know, I love the business that West Ham's done. I think Newcastle is vastly underrated. Uh, those oh, they finished really the season so well last so year. High. They Absolutely. were, I think, nine points behind United, and they went on like a 15-game non-win streak or something last season. Like, that's yeah. crazy, and I'm very surprised uh, they didn't spend that much this summer based on the Saudi ownership, but I've heard because of financial fair play, they're being watched over like Hawks and stuff, and they don't yeah. want to like, you know, shake up the boat or rock the boat too much. So, uh, but yeah, man, I think they just made really good signings. I mean, he made Joe Linton look good. That's crazy. <laughs> Listen, and, and now they got how for not just like half a season, but they'll have him, you know, for the off season and, and sort of instilling his philosophy, uh, you know, from, from top to bottom. And, you know, Eddie Howe has already proven to be a, a damn good manager. So I, I just love Newcastle in terms of teams that like are, are maybe under underappreciated. Uh, Newcastle is, is up there for me. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have the David Moyes train, Suchik coming in, starting the season, hitting some headers. I mean, I love West Ham. I have a lot of, you know, I have a lot of West Ham friends and who are in our Discord and stuff like that. And they just are obsessed with this team now. It's like fun to be a West Ham fan again, you know? Um, is there any other teams that you're like kind of liking to break into like the top eight, top ten, like Stevie G and Aston Villa? Uh, I don't even know who's on Southampton besides James Ward Prowse. And some of these other teams like uh yeah, any any fan favorites here? It, it, I think for me, it's going to be a tough season for Southampton. I got them. I got them sort of lower teams. I got falling um, just relative to where the the odds makers seem to have them. Or uh, five five eight. What was it? Five eight three five four three one eight three. Whatever the that you know that New York Times they have the uh, the website um, five thirty eight. Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Um, so relative to sort of where people have them. I got Leicester far lower. I don't know what they're doing this season. I'm selling this their stock season. this year. I am oh so selling their stock is whatever like with Schmeichel leaving, Brendan Rogers, I'm really selling on him and just it just seems like they're just out of sorts, man. I mean, like they I think they may have signed one player so far, but like the it sounds like the biggest deal that might happen is they might lose Madison. <laughs> it's like, you can't be, you can't, this is not a team that can give up guys like that at this point. Um, so yeah, I got Lester Fawn. Not a big fan of what Wolves have done. Uh, Everton, it goes without saying, what in the world are they thinking at this point? Um, so yeah, I, I teams I like Villa, yes, Palace. Uh, like Palace, Leeds. Um I'm Those loving the ones Palace. that I think I'm loving Palace up. this year, which kind of yep. sucks since we play them today. But anyway, yeah, yeah that's going to be tough. But even if we do lose against Crystal Palace, it's kind of what happened last year with Brentford. We go away, hostile fans, beginning of the season, and it's a young team that's probably going to get rattled. And I'm going to talk myself into fucking whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get into it. You know, I, you've been through this before. You know, you know the the charade. It's not yeah. my first rodeo. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know. I I'm really considering Crystal Palace up there. Leicester again, selling Southampton. They're just in like nomads land. I have no idea what what's up with them. But I don't know. Do, any thoughts on Steven Gerrard on Stevie G and Aston Villa? We haven't really talked about them. Obviously, bringing in Coutinho, that was a great move. Um, and then allowing Man City to win the league last year, kind of shitty of them. But whatever. Exactly. I mean, listen, I I think the bookmakers have them as the the best odds to finish seventh. Like to finish behind, yeah, I think so. I think behind the big six, I think they are odds on to be the next best. And I, that was actually, I should say, that was before West Ham made some late moves. So maybe West Ham has jumped them. But yeah, I love Villa. You know, they just seem like a real solid squad. Uh, Stevie G seems to be like everything that Frank Lampard thinks he is, or everybody you know thinks what Frank Lampard is as a manager. Uh, which is an interesting dynamic given sort of their, their parallel tracks on the, on the career route. But um, yeah, I love Villa. They're, they're just a very solid squad. You never want to play Villa like mm. home or away, especially at, at Villa park. Uh, they're, they're just going to be a, a tough, tough team all season. I guess I probably moved away from them mostly because of the odds. The odds were so much better for them to finish seventh at the time that I was looking a few days ago, maybe a week ago. 
that maybe maybe it, I was just wanting to be different, wanted to be mm, yeah. a special, unique snowflake that uh, I started <laughs> to gravitate towards West Ham and, and Newcastle. But yeah, Villa is right up there with those two squads for me. And Palace, you know, sort of moving up. I know Leicester's supposed to be with them, but like based on what they've done this summer, I don't know, man. It's not not a good time right now. You know, obviously they've been through the highest of highs. They've they've done things that as a, as a Tottenham fan, I don't even sort of I can't even wrap my head around. But yeah, it's it's tough. I don't know what's you know they lost their owner a few years ago, and, and it's just obviously they can't just keep relying on Vardy with the cast to come in and score a goal. Yeah, you know, I mean, how just, much longer can you keep doing that? Keeps getting older. You know, it's father time. Let me tell you, <laughs> somebody who still run, you know gets out there and runs around every now and again, Father Time is undefeated. Uh, he he is coming for Vardy at some point. Yeah, I've been uh, seeing you've been playing some pickup games. Yeah, we're trying to do a little pickup here in Chicago. You know, just sort of get out, meet some people. Uh, I'd love to take it on the road, but you know, it's 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 we'll start with Chicago and then mm. uh, you know hopefully get somewhere else, Boston and New York being the most obvious other options but yes you know it's fun meet some people play some games uh shake some hands uh kiss some babies uh you know (laughs) as as the mayor of soccer town you are of course that's what you do (laughs) pretending Um, to be anyway (laughs) yeah man i'm I'm excited i'm moving back to philly and i used to go up to old city and uh that's or not old city uh university city and they have like all the different uh uh you know fields out there and i just show up and just like come out and play me and martin it was it was the best man so i'm like i never really got that around here in boston it's just mostly it's like sign up leagues i was just trying to go show up and just kind of play but i don't know man i'm excited to go back and play over in uh university city so it's the best best. get a little run in feel better about yourself you know you forget all the bad plays just remember the good touches (laughs) and uh don't get hurt that's the most important thing Exactly. Exactly. Well, Sam, I, I really appreciate you coming on the pod, man. You really came in and like, uh, I don't know, just can't appreciate your time enough. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up that maybe I haven't brought up? No, no. Who do you got going down? Last, last. last oh, uh, Fulham. Obviously, what comes up must come down. That's just <laughs> that's that's just easy. Consummate yo-yo. Um, Bournemouth. I'm not impressed by that squad whatsoever. I got them too. And then I think my hot take was Wolves. I said Wolves. I'm just I'm not. I'm just not crazy about them whatsoever. I got some booze from our discord pod last night. Cause, <laughs> cause wolves, like we have a couple of people on our discord. They're all big fans of wolves and like really love that, like Portuguese squad essentially. Yeah. But um, if I were going to be actually realistic, I, uh, I, I didn't say leads because of the American in me. I, I couldn't do it. I would Don't not sleep well at night. Nope. Um, and I couldn't say Everton. Cause I feel like they're just too big. They're too, it's like almost like the stock market too big to fail. You know, so, I got Everton. Really? I is my third. So I, I was with you on the on the first two. I, I think that Fulham is just the, the consummate yo-yo and they'll they'll bounce back, bounce back down, unfortunately. Bournemouth, first of all, they were a, like a good championship side last year, but like they haven't done anything of note in this in the transfer window. So right now, unless they are about to spend, you know, big in the last few weeks, I, I got Bournemouth going back down. I do like Nottingham Forest business. Like they've been They're spending, fun. like all over the place. Credit to them on that. Messi Everton, Lingard, Messi yeah, Lingard, baby. Listen, and not just Lingard, but Lingard is uh, just an interesting story in and of itself, and sort of the the narratives that are kind of come out of that, and the the hatred that is somehow developing between <laughs> Nottingham Forest and West Ham or that uh, is, is interesting. Uh, but I got Everton; like they were a bad, bad team last season, and they've gotten worse. They sold Richarlison. They haven't brought in anybody to to fill his gap. I don't know if they'd be able to. Um, and I just don't I just don't have any faith in, in Lampard right now. I mean, I just I, I hate to say it because he just seems like like a good guy and, and a smart guy and a good soccer brain. Like if you just hear him talk, he clearly knows the game. Something does not work. Like it's just maybe him and Everton, just like him and Chelsea did not work. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but at the moment, maybe he just hasn't quite, you know, he needs more seasoning back in the championship or wherever else. It's just, maybe he's not quite ready for the the bright lights of, of coaching in the Premier League. I mean, obviously he's ready for the bright lights of the Premier League. He was there for, for decades, but um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not convinced by Everton. I just think they've gotten worse and they started bad. So I, I get what you're saying about, you know, too big to fail because they should have enough money that they could save themselves by spending in January perhaps. But right now, based on what their squad is right now, and and by the way, we I didn't even mention uh, Calvert Lewin. 
apparently is now uh, injured and out for you know six weeks or something. Oh, like I so didn't who, know that. So yeah, where are the goals so, coming from? <laughs> no, it's exactly. <laughs> uh, it's like Chelsea, but without Pickford? like we put him up top. Defense. We yeah. put Pickford up top. All right, I'll see it. It's it's not a good time to be an Everton fan right now. Not yeah, I, I I was saying uh, to a couple of my buddies that I'm so excited to watch All or Nothing with Arsenal this year and see the ups and downs, the shit show, whatever. <laughs> I would have paid a billion dollars for Everton All or Nothing. Oh, Are you kidding me? Everton yeah. in the relegation fight? That would have been sacking their manager halfway. Was it an in jo- inside job by him? Was it a psyop? And then you get Frank Lampard, who went from the not cushy job. I'm not saying cushy, but Chelsea was completely different than becoming a manager for a side in a relegation battle. Two completely different animals. I don't know why he accepted that. Like, would you be surprised he's the first manager sacked? I wouldn't. He is the first one that I have written down. As, oh, really? As the first <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's. it's just not a good situation. The team isn't good. Uh, management for years have fumbled the bag and fumbled the ball and fumbled the the transfer moves that they've done. So yeah, just it just seems like you know maybe they're in need of the kind of reset that you know like Newcastle got a few years ago uh, and going down in the championship. Maybe they need that kind of just reset to sort of clear their mind, clear the books perhaps of of some some uh, bad contracts and and. Uh, Bounce back bigger, better, stronger, and maybe attract a, a Saudi <laughs> sovereign wealth fund to uh, to back them on their, Get a on their new Saudi trajectory. daddy to come in. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, there was also issues with them too, which I never looked back into. But they weren't like reporting some money from COVID. Yeah, there's, their financials were not good. Some and Dan was, Snyder shit from like the football team, like you who, know, who knows exactly. But you're right, there was some financial issues that that basically were were constraining their their ability to sell uh, you know buy and sell so yeah it's just not things are not uh not good there for the uh the toffee world yeah i you can't even like sell that stock it's just too shitty (laughs) either way Um, i do like your wolves i would say that's a little bit of a of a stretch and off the wall prediction but it's not that bad i mean like crazy they haven't done that much this summer they weren't great to, to sort of finish last season. If Ruben Neves go, somehow sort of ends up somewhere else, maybe United, um, they would be in real trouble, I think. So it's not that's not uh, that's not that bad call. I'll give you a, a little golf clap. Thank you, thank you. Wow, I, I, I wow, just that, that's actually one I'm actually kind of proud of in terms of the <laughs> the hot take market. So um, Sam, I have one more question for you. So obviously, you're the biggest U.S. men's national team fan I know, and just you know. <laughs> Getting bigger every day, too. Every day, just larger and larger. Um, uh, that, that's what my, my wife says, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I want you to sell me on this World Cup because I have a lot of friends, a lot of people who are just like, they hate this World Cup. They hate that it's in Qatar. They hate the whole FIFA everything. And everyone's just like, this is bullshit. Why is it in the winter? Like, it, there's a lot of people mad about this World Cup. Sell me why I should be excited. And also sell me why I should be excited that the USMS national team is uh, making it come home. Fuck England. It's coming home. <laughs> That's right. Take that, England. Um, well, all the, the people, the critics, the haters and stuff, like, they have a point. Like, let's just be honest. It's like, bad. The fact it's in November, the fact it's in a desert, the fact, you know, there's this migrant worker um, sort of slave under, labor. Yeah. Like there are some serious, serious issues with this World Cup. And so we're basically what it's going to take. And I'm a absolute expert, sort of world class at this <laughs> is just compartmentalizing. If you can compartmentalize it, you're good to go. And I, I I promise you, by the time that, say, mid-October rolls around, all the bad stuff will be sort of, I will I will have forgotten it. Uh, it'll come rushing back, I'm sure, at some point. But, you know, listen, we missed out on the 2018 World Cup, as everybody knows. And, you know, that, the pain <laughs> and sort of just <laughs> a- anger, frustration, disappointment, all those emotions... There's still way somewhere deep down, you know, buried in inside of me and make just playing in a World Cup, any World Cup is going to is it's going to be such a weight off our shoulders that I, 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 I get all the hate and all the sort of uh, negativity that is directed towards this World Cup because they have a point. It's absolutely most of it is is absolutely on, on point. But 
I'm just going to compartmentalize it and love the fact that like, you know, outside of all these human rights issues, outside of all the logistical issues and all the, you know, the problems that it's causing for all the leagues around the world, which is not small. Um, it's just going to be awesome to get another world cup and be there and be part of the magic and hopefully um, make some moves and do some damage and, uh, you know, cause some internal heartache for our, our great friends across the pond in uh, England and Wales. I uh, love them both, but uh, it's going to be bad, bad, bad news for them. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe remove the, the pain and hurt from the Iran game from, from however many years ago in the world cup there. Like this is all about redemption. And I, you know, I, I'm just excited for the world. Cup. I, I could not be more excited in it, but it's all about compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. If you can compartmentalize, you can, you can handle it. Um, and, you know, I think that for a while there, some people are going to hate me for this, but like for a while there, we're just going to forget about all that other stuff. And, you know, especially if people aren't going to Qatar or Qatar, like we're just going to, it's just going to be like, it's somewhere in, in Europe or South, South we're gonna Africa. We're going to watch it on our TV. It's we'll going to be on the, your TV. We'll see right? the field. We'll be like, Oh, it's, it's the world cup. Right. Exactly. It's happening. However many hours ahead of us, just like it would be if it was South Africa or, you know, Germany, even Russia. Um, I guess oh, yeah, it was in Russia. <laughs> Russia might be actually the best parallel. Um, it's just going to be the World Cup, you know, and I'm and the World Cup is awesome. The World Cup is the, the single best sporting competition there is in the world. Every four years, they make us wait for it. They make us want it that much more uh, until, you know, FIFA somehow screw things up and try and you know make it. And they do it. and they will. They will. They'll, they'll, they're already trying. Hopefully people power will, will come up and, and push them back. But um people power and like the power of UEFA and, and, <laughs> and those, let's be oh, honest. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it really will uh, push them back. But you no, know, listen, it's it, the world cup is just the best thing in the world and I'm excited for it. And you, you're going to have to leave some of your sort of, you know, thoughts on other things at the door. You really do. Uh, but you know, I'm capable of it. I believe in me. I believe in my ability you know to say, I believe in you too. I feel like you already got this like all written down in your head to just like oh, throw away. Yeah. <laughs> ready to it, it's bad. It makes you in it, it you probably should be slightly ashamed of of like, I will be of But myself. what if you accept that shame? Then it's cool. Like if I, I be like, oh I've I'm, already I have internalized it. Uh I'm, I'm Catholic. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Got that Catholic um, guilt already built into me, baby. Let me tell you. <laughs> exactly. You know what it's all about. Um, so yeah, there there are sort of, um, it's not going to be perfect, you know, it's going to be slightly flawed, but it's still going to be beautiful, uh, especially in the moment. It's going to be incredible. And then we got this squad, this good young squad coming through that, you know, fingers crossed Weston McKinney just apparently got a, a shoulder injury the other day, which is just a reminder of, you know, things that could go wrong, but if we can get this squad sort of healthy, um, and there, like, we could do some damage. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what this team can do. This isn't about, you know, like, hunk. last time we were in the World Cup, bunkering and just, like, facing shots from every which way against Belgium. Oh, that like, Belgium game. Yeah. Timmy Howard. Jesus Christ. That's, that's not going to be this team. This team is going to come out and play with anybody um, in the world. We're not – it's just not a team that knows how to bunker. Um, so it's uh, – that's what we need to do. We all, we always talked about sort of when Klinsman was a coach, we got to take that next step. Like we're winning some games with him, but we weren't really winning them in the way we were like coming out and playing and all that mm. stuff. We were sort of finding ways, just like we always had before in like 2002, you know, when we should have made the, the semifinals, like we just found ways to win. Mm. It's not like we were coming out and beating people at their own game. Whereas this team, um, yeah, 2026, obviously, that's sort of the, the target in everybody's mind. We're going to be here. We're going to be at home. Uh, these, this core is going to be basically peaking, which is going to be incredible. will probably not be there, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see on that. Um, but it's just, I think that they're good enough now. They, they're seasoned enough now. We've got guys that are playing in the Champions League. We've got guys that are winning Champions League. Um, you know, I just, they're not going to be overawed by the situation, even at their, you know, 22, 23, ridiculously, uh, you know, age, young age. And I think we can do some damage. I really do like this team. I like our, I like our, I love our draw. 
you're trying to like look for reasons to uh to get excited like when ukraine was looking like they were going to be the third team in that group i was yeah i was quietly not so uh, you know excited um or at least just sort of a little nervous mm-hmm. but the fact that wales somehow uh pipped them is amazing and turns our group from nightmare fuel into as close to you know a daydream as, as you can get like you know world cup is never going to be easy but that that is doable wales and iran are very doable plus england, england can be all over the, the place sometimes they yeah, exactly they're Gareth Southgate is going to play five at the back as he always does. Harry Maguire is going to look amazing for a few games. And we'll be like, have we, are we wrong about this guy? Have we been just, <laughs> and you know, it's, and Harry Kane is not going to pass the Raheem Sterling, you know, as, <laughs> right, as, 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 as it happens. Their capacity for, for mental midgetry is, is unparalleled in the modern world. It's impressive. It is. You got to give them credit. World class. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, make sure to check out samsarmy.net. Go pick up some merch. I see you're wearing your shirt right now. It's called soccer. It is called soccer. I hell really yeah. Hell that, yeah. Uh, Pulisic brings that out on, on uh, Black Friday. God yes. <laughs> uh Make sure to follow him on Instagram at Sam's Army, Twitter at Sam's Army. Um, am I missing anything, Sam? No, no. You. This is. Thank you for having me. It's been great. We'll we'll have to do it again sometime. Cool. All right, Sam. Well, I'll talk to you later. Thank you again. Cheers. I'll be your dream. I'll be your wish. I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope, I'll be your love, be everything that you need. I love you more with every breath, truly, madly, deeply do. I will be strong, I will be faithful, cause I'm counting on a new beginning. A reason for it, a deeper meaning. I wanna stand with you on a mountain. I wanna be. Certainty that we're surrounded by the comfort.